Want to be more confident when having business conversations? Join the Small Talk Made Simple class. In this free email course, you'll learn how to exude confidence when talking to anyone and when explaining what you do. Sign up now at thecmethod.com. Welcome to Stand Out Get Noticed, the podcast that helps you speak and present with rockstar confidence. I'm Christina Cantors, your host and founder of The C Method Communication Skills Training. For free resources and to subscribe to the show, visit thecmethod.com. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to episode 128 of Stand Out Get Noticed. Christina Cantors with you here, and I'm so excited to be back. I just flew in from the USA, landed in Melbourne yesterday morning, late morning, so feeling slightly jet lagged, but apart from that, pretty good. Had a great sleep on the plane. And joining me for this podcast episode is my lovely fiance, Aaron Heath. Hi, Aaron. Hello. (laughs) Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me again. (laughs) We did a podcast together a while back. Um, I can't remember what episode. I'll have to find that for you. But this is his second stint on the show. We have just spent the last, well, just under a month in the US. If you've been following me online, on Instagram, Facebook, and as you may have heard um, over the last few podcast episodes as well. Now, Aaron, can you share with the audience why we went to the US? We went to the US so we could go to podcast movement, which you've been to several times Mm. and have gotten a lot of benefit from. And I wanted to go to understand why people podcast, how people podcast. Obviously, we run a podcast setup, launch and strategy business. And in order for me to, to be able to introduce the idea to people about what a podcast could do for their organization and potentially monetarily. Mm. Um, And I wanted to see how people were utilizing it and the benefits that it was, that it had for their business or, you know, if they were a startup, you know, I wanted to see who, who podcast, who was podcasting and yeah, the just the generalities mm. because you've been doing this for a long time. Um, it's second nature to you. And while I've worked in content development for a long time, this is a very specific digital channel and you need to understand each digital channel. So I went there in the hopes of getting a, getting a rounder understanding of, of how podcast works. Mm. And I was so excited for you to come to Podcast Movement because it is one of my favorite conferences and the people there are amazing and had the best time. If you were at that conference and you're listening now, just like to say big hello and thanks for making it such an amazing time. Um, I certainly learned a lot. Oh, and also I was speaking at Podcast Movement, which I was really excited about. My workshop was all about how to improve your vocal tone and technique to make your voice sound better when you're speaking on the podcast, to make you sound more confident and more con- uh, convincing when you speak as well. So that was super fun. I'm actually going to do a podcast that sums up what I spoke about there so that you can go away and, and utilize those tools and techniques when you are doing your public speaking or even presenting in meetings. It all applies to you as well. So keep that, keep your ears open for that in upcoming episodes. 
Today, we thought we would do a podcast together to share with you some of the key takeaways that we got from podcast movement. And this isn't just related to podcasting specifically. We're going to make it relate to other things as well to do with things like marketing, putting yourself out there, share with you some little tricks that we did to get ourselves to stand out and get noticed, of course. I remember scribbling down these notes when we were... (laughs) We were in Vegas because we went, we did a bit of traveling after the conference. And I remember sitting by the pool at the, was it our hotel? Was it at Treasure Island or was it a yeah, different? It was, it was the Treasure, Island, Treasure hotel. Island And we were lying there on the banana lounges. And I don't know why I was drinking a mojito. And I, and I came up with this idea of, Hey, Aaron and I should do a podcast together. And I got out an envelope that I randomly had in my bag and a pen. And I took down some scribbled notes on which it is still on there. And I'm looking at them now and they're still good ideas. (laughs) (laughs) They're just as good as when we were at the pool. They're just as good. And I can read my writing and it's fantastic. So let's get into it. Let's talk about our guerrilla marketing strategy. Leading up to the conference, so I I was giving a presentation, as you know, and I realized, actually, I interviewed um, Dustin Matthews a few episodes ago, and he is a marketing genius. And he was taught, we touched on ways in which you could make make yourself stand out and market your own presentation within that wider conference. Because at the conference, there are a lot of different tracks, there are a lot of different presentations you can go to. At this, and they're all running at the same time. So you need to be able to get people to come to yours. So Aaron and I came up with some ideas and decided that, you know, we didn't want to do a full banner or anything too over the top expensive, but we thought of some creative ways in which we could market ourselves. And we came up with the idea of getting these tiny little stuffed koalas, which you can buy here in Melbourne for, you know, you can buy them in packets and they have these little they're like clip-on koalas, so they have these their arms and their legs allow you to clip them onto whatever, like a pan or something. And they were wearing these little vests, and we thought, well, why don't we create branded vests for these koalas? So I got onto Photoshop. I designed these little vests in the colours of Podcast Services Australia, which was the the our, our business together that we wanted to market there, and. We, the next step was to then get them printed onto f- some fabric. And we ended up going to a T-shirt printer here in Paran or somewhere and they printed onto tea towels. And we thought, well, that's that works. So we, we got them to print this pattern of these little vests with our branding on it onto these tea towels. And we had like 70, 70 koalas or so. And then so we got these things printed and then we took, took them over with us to the conference and then the night before the conference started we had to sit there with scissors and cut out each of these tiny little vests including the little armholes and we had a little production line going and I was cutting the vests and then Aaron was dressing the koalas and they looked so cute our little branded koalas and then the next day I just put them in a bag and took them round. And as we spoke to people, we gave them these koalas and we got people to clip them onto their conference lanyards and take a photo of it. And that proved to be, I think, quite successful. What do you think, Aaron? 
Oh, we def- I definitely saw a lot of people walking around with the koalas and then people would ask us for the koalas if they knew that we had them once we started mm. speaking and we had an Australian accent. They're like, are you the koala people? Yeah. So people so, knew about us before they even knew us. Yeah. I had one girl come up to me and say, oh, my God, I just had two people come up to me and say, where would you get that koala? And I told them it was you. So do you have any koalas for them? I was like, of course. I went over there and met some new people. So what did we learn from that? Oh, look, we learned that simple things can work mm. and a little bit of time, you know, you take a little bit of time. It's like it would have been easier to go to, you know, an office works or if we're in America, a Staples, and um, get a banner printed. Mm. But I don't think that it has the impact of talking to someone and saying, here, here's a koala with my logo on it. It's just a bit more personalized. Mm. And I think that worked quite well. And the other thing is, a lot of the times they would get it and they would take a photo and they'd be like, I'm a podcast movement. And here's a photo of me getting a, a, a koala from Podcast Services Australia. So already, like, it, it creates more content, online content. And it's ju- not just a one on one thing. So it becomes like a story that you can use, you know. Mm. Because people want to share it as well because they are so cute. Oh, and and I think just doing something different, really. Mm. Like everyone hands out business cards. Some people hand out T-shirts, which is still pretty cool, but not many people did that. Although um, I would like to give a shout-out to Buzzsprout because they had a booth at Podcast Movement, and when we got there, they had – all these miniature Lego figures with all the bits that went with them. And they were like, hey, make an, make an effigy of you as a podcaster. And I thought that was very clever. It was like I walked past a lot of booths there and while well, I spoke to some of the people and they were lovely, the most engaged I was was with Buzzsprout. And that's because they gave us an opportunity to, to do something slightly creative, talk a bit of um, business with them. And make a Lego and make podcaster a little Lego podcaster of yourself. And they even had little Lego microphones. Oh yeah, the, and little Lego laptops. The guy had made like he'd paid someone on you know eBay eBay to make a thousand miniature microphones that fit in the hands of the podcasters, and it was the extra bit of effort. And I felt like that because he could have just got all the Lego bits. I mean, like, make your own podcaster, and you would have been like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like a podcaster. When he's got a little microphone, he's got a, like, laptop and all that kind of jazz, it adds to the theatre. It's like we could have given away koalas with just Australia on it and, and our business card, and it probably would have worked just as well. But to go to the extra effort and be like, oh, we put our logo on it and we took some time and this and that, it shows that we want it to work. Yeah. And it's just – it's. Yeah, it's You're willing that, to go the extra mile. Go that extra mile and people will be a bit more engaged. Another thing that we did was I got some flyers printed of my actual, like advertising my presentation. So giving the title of my presentation, the room, so the location, the time, and I handed it out to, I didn't just hand it out to anyone, I, I gave it to people who I'd, I'd talk to and say, oh, I'm, I'm speaking and if if they showed interest, then I said, "Okay, here you go. Here's a flyer with it." But what I what I I also did was in the room that I was speaking, I stuck that flyer up all around the room because there were 
a lot of other workshops happening in that room before my talk. So I would go around and I would put my flies on the seats. I'd put them, I stuck them onto the walls on both sides so people could see them coming in and coming out. I put put them on sort of tables like around the room as well. And then I must give a shout out to the MC actually of that room. His name's Jun. And he gave me the idea of writing on ran- the random flyers, writing on it and saying, hi, congratulations, you've won a prize. Um, come to the workshop tomorrow or whenever it was, come to the workshop to find out, to collect your prize. And I thought, oh, that's that's great. That's intriguing. So I did that on a few. And sure enough, in my workshop, I had some people rock up holding these flyers going, hey, so I, I was told that I won a prize. Can you guess what they got? Koalas? <laughs> <laughs> they got koalas. That is correct. So I think our guerrilla marketing efforts were well received and I'm going to think of a new idea for the, for the next one. Okay, let's move on. Let's talk about what we got from the networking side of it. Because this is, you know, this is something that I'm particularly interested in. I'm fascinated with how people network and how you approach people and how it's always like it can always be that little bit of awkward, but how do you overcome that that awkwardness? So let's talk about starting conversations. That's a that's always a good one. How did you find it at Podcast Movement? I found it pretty easy because I think people were there to talk about podcasting, about content, about, you know, what their relationship to to their podcast is, you know, whether they're podcasting for a business, podcasting for themselves. And I just think like one of the very first people I met was uh, a lady from Melbourne Uni who, you know, she was obviously there to offer her words of wisdom. And within five minutes of speaking with her, I was like, I'm learning something here. You know, so it was it was a nice introduction, you know, not to say that all the Americans there weren't awesome as well, but it was like my first person I really spoke to was someone from Melbourne. And I was like, oh, there's there's other people like me here. Obviously, she had a bit more experience and, you know, was, was happy to share that. And I really enjoyed that. I got a lot out of it. So it was a nice start. And the, and the conference hadn't even started. It was like the very first night and we were just sort of walking around seeing the rooms. And it was like the, the initial hello party, I guess you'd call it. And from there, she knew some people and, and it starts to roll into, you know, meeting someone, you know, that they know. And then they introduce you to another person. I personally don't have any trouble speaking with people. I do it every day. I'm a salesman. I'm used to it. So if you give me an inch, I'll take a mile. <laughs> you know, all you have to say is hello. And I'm like, hey, so what is it all about? You know, what have you been doing? Blah, 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 blah. But often saying hello is the hardest part. And what I, what I like about conferences, and this is something to keep in mind, is that most people are there for that same reason or they have that same they have that same interest in this case being podcasting and they're there to meet other people. I think it's important to remember that people are there to connect and to meet new people. So the chances of being rejected are very, very slim because people walk around with open faces like they're, they're, you can't see my face right now, but I'm making a very happy face, you know, happy, welcoming face. They're happy to talk to anyone. Oh, and another thing that I wanted to add was to always be networking. You never know at whatever point 
during the event, you're going to meet someone that's really interesting and really cool. I remember on the very last day, the conference was finished. It was over. We'd gone out to get some food, just the two of us, Aaron and I, and then we came back into the conference area just to go back to our hotel room and there was a bunch of like four guys walking out and I don't even know how we started talking to them. It was kind of maybe we are just like, oh, hey, happy conference, goodbye. And then we just happened to strike up a conversation with them and we ended up talking to them for like half an hour, would you say? Yeah. And they were all super duper guys. They were really friendly and I think I'm going to be a guest on one of their podcasts in the near future. And one of them was really funny because Americans, they, they have a good sense of humor, but it's not very self-deprecating where this guy seemed to have a really good grip on, on like self-deprecating humor and just generally, you know, taking the piss. And I was like, this guy's really funny. And that makes it easier to stand there and talk with someone, for me anyway. Not not to say that I don't want to network with everyone. I'm not saying you have to be Chris Rock and make, make me laugh the whole time, but it definitely helps. And, like, he was telling the story about eating in Anaheim with the other boys and this guy was trying to sell them crack. And, and all the other guys were like, hey, go away. And this one guy was like, would you like to sit down? I don't need any crack, but you're welcome to sit down and have a meal with us. And the other three guys were like, don't let him sit with us. And they sat with him and they said they had, they had a really nice time and everything was fine. And just hearing the guy talking about the whole situation and getting him to sit down and his mate being like a, a supporter of the joke, I was like, Love these guys. Hilarious. Mm. Really funny. And by the end of it, we were swapping cards. And like you said, the guy was like, I'd love to have you on my show. And it was such a, a brief initial, hey, how are you, to go into what they've been doing at the conference, where they ate, you know what I mean? And, and it just snowballed from there. Mm. I just I just love that in the most unlikely situations, you meet people that you just get along really well with and you go, oh, you're just so glad that you struck up that conversation with that person at that time. Well, one of the people that we met, he actually lived in San Francisco. Hi, Mike, if you're listening. Uh, Hi, and, Mike. And we went and had breakfast with him after the conference, like weeks and weeks later. So, in San Francisco. In San Francisco. So, and purely based off, you know, two or three conversations at Podcast Movement where I'm like, I really enjoy speaking with this person. Yes, they're, they're in the podcasting game. But also, I like this person. Mm. Like, if he came to Melbourne, I'd be more than happy to take him to lunch. And there was several people I met like that where I thought to myself, I'm understanding podcasting better. Or I'm learning what, what they've learned. I get to understand their journey. But also, they're a pretty good person just to generally speak with. I enjoy honest, positive people. And I found a lot of honest, positive people there. And that's why I brought you there. I was like, you got to come meet my American podcaster friends. They're the best. Yeah, but like I said, there was those two Australians that were there who... They were good too. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them even, you know, he he was trying to run a business or he is setting up a business similar to ours. And having a, a good hour-long conversation with him, I was like, this guy's all right. He's a competitor, but I like this guy. Yeah, we can be friends. We can be friends. Last point, we had a few few more things on here, but... I kind of like how this conversation has been going in terms of connecting with people. Speaking of 
one-on-one conversations and connecting with people. One thing that I took away actually from one of the presentations was to pretend that you are having a one-on-one conversation with one person when you are recording a podcast. And this also relates to, you know, I, I believe this, this relates to when you're speaking to a large group as well. Because a lot of the times when people get behind a podcast or if they're standing up to give a presentation, they get really like presentery and they feel like they have to present in a certain way that makes them sound more professional and polished. But what happens is that they end up sounding less natural. They're maybe a bit stuttery, a bit more awkward. Hearing you say that, it's like, Watching people present, I watched the the guy who does the history show. Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin. His podcast is called Hardcore History. Hardcore it's History. super popular. And listening to him, he wasn't ultra polished or professional, but I got the feeling listening to him that he was very honest because he puts a lot of work into it. And you could hear in his voice that kind of, man, I put a lot of work into this and I I put my heart and soul into it and I've got a team that I work with and and all that kind of jazz. And I got more out of that than I got of some of the people who I watch who I thought, damn, they're they're a real slick, polished speaker. Like the, the law guy I thought was a slick, polished speaker. But I would have liked to know more of the internal workings mm. than just the the polish because it's like he's got a TV show coming out based on his podcast and he is just going guns. So it was more about that. And, and for me, I would have rather more of the narrative of how did I get here, not where, where am I at. Mm. But I still, I still really enjoyed hearing him speak. But um, sometimes you want that intimacy, and I, I felt I got that with the with the history guy. Well, you're showing that you're human, and actually, a quote that I heard multiple times throughout the conference was, "Audiences will forget what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel," and that came up multiple times from different speakers. And one thing that I do, one big thing that I do get from from conferences like these is to really bring more of that humanness into your podcast, bring more of you and your unique, you know, your uniqueness, bring your authenticity to the podcast and, you know, share those personal stories. Don't be afraid to mess up a little bit or say, um, or whatever it is. You don't have to create this super polished schmick perfect, you know, flawless production. I mean, of course, the quality still has to be there. But a big thing that came out was, you know, just be human and share that. And then that that leads into the the point I was going to say about the um, having a a one-on-one conversation. When you're speaking into the microphone or when you're speaking to an audience, don't think about, oh, I'm speaking to my audience. Don't think, and don't think, oh, I'm speaking to Jenny, female, 34-year-old, mother of two. It's like, no, 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 don't think about your demographic in a generic sense, but think about it as I'm thinking, I'm sorry, I'm talking to my best friend, Sarah, right? And Sarah loves doing this and Sarah and I have known each other since we were five and we used to do this, this, this together and and she loves jokes about this. You know, she's got this sort of sense of humour. So picture the person that you're speaking to through the mic 
as a, as a very – as that sp- actual person. So like whether it's your mum, whether it's your best friend, whether it's a colleague, whether it's a client of yours, whoever that one person is. And then when you pretend that you're speaking to that person, you will then start to sound more authentic, more conversational, and and you'll be more likely to bring that unique personality of yours out as well, which is what I think you were referring to when you talked about Dan Cullen being very open and honest about what he was saying. Absolutely. And, you know, it it can also work the other way, I guess, a little, because I listen to the people who did Serial and they're now doing Disclosure and they're hardcore, I don't want to say nerds because it's the wrong way to put it, but they're very focused on the, the, the legal aspect of everything to do with their podcast and the people they're defending. And it was funny because people were asking them, obviously they have one of the most listened to podcasts ever, and people were like, hey, are you guys going to go full-time podcasters? And the looks on their faces and the way they said to people, we're lawyers. We do lawyer stuff. We're lawyers who just happen to happen podcast. To podcast. And hearing them say that, there, there'd be other people out there who would fall over themselves to be like, I'm going to give up my job and be a podcaster. So it's not, you know, it's not always about, some people's authentic is I'm a lawyer and I'll always be a lawyer. And other people's authentic is like Dan Carlin, I'll take six months and I'll, I'll, I'll put my heart and soul into it and all that kind of jazz. And he's not even a historian. No, no. Awesome. Okay. Now. I just want to mention one last thing. I went to this conference and there was one particular speaker that I really wanted to see because he has a book that I love and really inspired me when I was going through my journey of quitting my job and and going traveling and starting my own thing. So I was so excited to see him as a speaker. And a friend of mine at the conference, she was too. So we went in to see him and I was – very disappointed, to be frank. He was very – well, he wasn't very engaging. He was kind of dry, kind of boring, lacked in en- lacked energy. And I – you know, and maybe that's just the way he presents. Not everyone is bouncing off the walls like me when they get up on stage, which I totally get, and that's fine. But there were definitely some things that he could have done to make the presentation more engaging and it just showed me that if you have a following or if you're looking to build up your brand, you know, if you're an author or even, you know, as a thought leader or a coach or whatever, it is important. <laughs> Speaking is really important. I know like this is sort of preaching to the converted because you wouldn't be listening to this if you didn't believe it, but it just really reiterated to me the importance of being able to speak well in a way that's engaging to to really be able to inspire your audience and get them to take action because I really didn't feel inspired and it was a shame because I, I kind of wish that I hadn't seen him speak because I would have preferred to have just read his book knowing that he was a great – and he's a great writer, great writer – and I would have preferred to have just known him like that and instead of seeing him speak and be, you know, let down in a sense. And that's not a reflection of podcast movement. They had so many great speakers there. And, you know, he he wasn't a bad speaker. I was I just had very high expectations for him. So that experience just showed me that you can be a great writer, you can be a great at your craft, 
But if you want to expand your reach through speaking, then you can't just expect that your skills in those other mediums are going to carry you through, okay, unless you're Richard Branson, right? But if you're an up-and-coming name and you're, you're trying to make a name for yourself, being able to speak well, if this is what you want to do, it's absolutely critical. So just thought I'd end, end on that as well. And, oh, and um, I saw a speaker who I thought was really good and I got a lot out of it, so I'd like to say thanks to pretty sure his name's Fred Dawes. Yep, Fred. And Fred, thanks for your talk on uh, government podcasts. I got a lot out of it and learnt a lot, so I just want to say thanks. Excellent. So that's a debrief from the Podcast Movement Conference that Aaron and I went to in Anaheim in California a few weeks ago. Now, we only just flew in yesterday because we did a few things after the conference. We went to Burning Man, and in fact, I think I mentioned this last time, Aaron actually proposed to me at Burning Man. Yeah. Do you want to share that story? Maybe for another time. Well, we'll, I'll do another podcast where I'll explain how you communicate on the top of the boat in a desert environment while asking the love of your life to marry you. Aww, hearts. Awesome. Um, and then after Burning Man, we went to Denver and travelled around and and had- And went to an adventure park on top of a cliff where all the rides shot you out on, like, looking over a 2,000-foot drop, scariest adventure park ever. It was truly terrifying. You should Google it. Glenwood Adventure – is it Glenwood Caverns? Glenwood Springs. Glenwood Glenwood Springs Adventure Park. Park. It is truly terrifying. I had an amazing, amazing time. Okay, and that wraps up the episode for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. I'll see you next week. I'll be sharing with you the vocal tone and technique presentation that I delivered at Podcast Movement. I'll be redoing it for the podcast to to make it podcast friendly. So if you are looking to sound more confident and convincing when you speak, whether it's into a microphone or if you're running workshops, speaking to groups, that sort of thing, you'll definitely find it valuable. Thanks, Aaron, for joining me on the show today. No problems. Thanks for having me. (laughs) My name's Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. Mm-hmm.